Hi, you're listening to Journeys, a bite-sized podcast produced by Kama DC. As many of you know, Kama is a nonprofit committed to helping immigrants and refugees in the DMV area. I'm your host, Priyanka Tilve, and for this episode, I spoke with Gerardo Dominguez. Gerardo is the owner and manager of District Spanish. It's a Spanish academy that offers online classes with native Spanish speakers, and he started it about six years ago. But in today's episode, we didn't talk about that. We talked about citizenship, we talked about identity, we talked about belonging, and we started by talking about his name. So uh, my, my full name is Miguel Gerardo Dominguez Flores, uh, but I go by Gerardo Dominguez or just Gerardo here in the United States and in El Salvador too. Uh, in, in some places they still know me as Miguel just because in school they used to always say your first name, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, you know, all my friends from school also know me as Miguel. Got it. Yeah, that was, yeah. that's kind of fun to have multiple names like that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, you can uh, kind of like the names kind of have different personalities as well. Like, you know, it creates a different uh, version of you, I guess. But but oh, I, I I've been, uh, yeah, I've been with Gerardo for, uh, for a while now. So that's like what I like my name too. And also my dad was named Miguel. So it also makes a little difference on my dad and, and me too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd love to have a conversation with you sometime about the, the different personalities that come with different names. That's fun. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it's so because, you know, diff- like I feel like also your names uh, tell a little bit about who you are as well. Like, it, you know, so I feel that that also creates a little bit of like uh, different, different uh, personalities, I guess, or different like uh, way you present yourself, I guess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting because, I mean, it kind of does connect to what we're talking about today because I sometimes feel like, at least externally, citizenship can have the same kind of thing. Like people think that they understand or know different things about you based on your citizenship. Yeah. Like based where you're from, right? Like they can create like a little like profile of you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, And so, yeah, we're here. We're here today to talk about about citizenship in January 2021. Right. You became a U.S. citizen. That's correct. I became a citizen on, on January 2021. Uh, it's exciting and also uh, an end of a process, you know, an end of a, an era for us as a family as well. Mm, I'm sure. Yeah. Can you tell me about the day that you got your citizenship? What was that, like? What did you wake up feeling and how, how did the day progress? Yeah. So um, my wife and I are very different people. I'm very uh, methodical. You know, I, I'm like, OK, let's do this. And, and my wife, uh, she she puts a lot of her feelings into into things. Right. So I think she was more excited than I was for, for the day I was going to become a citizen. Right. And uh, she and my daughters made uh, signs for me. And, and, and she got uh, a couple of American flags in the mail for us just to have them in the house when we came back or something. My citizenship oath right was very early in the morning at 8 30 a.m and it was in baltimore um we live in maryland but we don't live close to baltimore so it was like around a 45 uh, minute drive right and especially with traffic so it takes a little bit a little bit longer uh because it, this was during like COVID times or well we're still in COVID times but you know during COVID, so uh, we they couldn't come in to the to the oath ceremony 
Um, and we had to wear masks, we had to do social distancing, and we had to arrive 30 minutes early. So I think the girls were still in pajamas, and they, you know we just put them in the car, Aww. and we all we, yeah, we all went right. So I think we kind of like prepare some like meals for them, like a banana or something, so they could eat in the car while we we're driving. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we got there, I, you know, parked the car, started making the line, um, got in, and they just sat us in this room, and they just uh, check all your information. Uh, gave me gave me a sign a chair for me, and we just sat down, and then we just waited waited until the representative came uh, and she, it was a woman, she um, gave a, a very uh, subtle speech, you know, about why we were there, you know, and then she said, basically, we're just going to do the oath of allegiance. And and after that, um, we got our certificates and we we're done. Oh, that, wow, that was, very that fast. Was it. Very fast, very simple. And then, and then that was it. You know, I felt nervous coming in because, as as usual, I don't know if this happens to all immigrants, but like anytime you have to deal with USCIA immigration mm -hmm. officers, even even just coming into the U.S., like it's just such a such a pain. So you always get nervous because you don't know what's what they're gonna say, right? So Absolutely. so even even yeah, even as like I knew that everything has passed and the citizenship was there, like just getting in there was nervous. Like I'm feeling nervous, feeling uh, like oh, I hope everything goes well, right? But once I got there, I think that the, the, the feeling I could just tell you is like I felt relieved, you know, like a weight was lifted off my shoulders mm -hmm. and I was officially here for good. And I had nothing to prove to anybody that that, that I was an American and that, that I was here, you know, to to do good or work, stay, you know, I don't, they couldn't kick me out. I don't know. All, all these right. thoughts came rushing to your to your head right like my, my family's safe my kids are good they're not going to be separated from her parents you know uh all these things just like it, it lifted off my shoulders and i'm like okay and also the process is over i'd have to deal with any of this again right not have to pay the government for any immigration i have to worry about my green card expiring i don't have to worry about so it was it was a good feeling like an immense sense of security it must be interesting to realize that you'd even been carrying all of that every day like that's a heavy heavy burden to be carrying <laughs> yeah yeah for years yeah, it's, it's interesting because most days you don't think about it but when you do it's it's like the fear comes back to you or, or rushes, you know, right? So it, that, that's the feeling that uh, if somebody listens to this, they will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, even, even with like work permits or stuff, I have friends here who came here for her, their master's degree and then they started working for a company and they have work permits and they're always thinking about, oh, is my work per permit is going to be expired or not? Because right. like if you don't have that, they can't stay here and then that's just, that's just terrible, right? Right. So... At this stage, in terms of citizenship, how do you identify? Like, like if, if I were to ask you, what is your citizenship, Gerardo? What would you say? Yes, very interesting question. <laughs> uh, I think I left, uh, I've, sorry, I, I've been most of my life uh, living in El Salvador, right? So I, I've been in the United States living here for almost seven years. So so it's you know less than half of, of what I've been in El Salvador. So I I feel Salvadorian, to be honest, like this is... This is what I, what my core self is, right? But and and when people ask me here now, like now, now that's a very interesting question now because uh, from 
before when they asked me, I would always say I'm, I'm from El Salvador, you know, and I'm living here. Uh, but now probably uh, I would have to answer that I am from uh, from D.C. or from Maryland, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know how to answer. I think that I always answer in a way that I am from El Salvador because I'm, I'm proud of being Salvadorian or in this case in the United States being Latino, right? But But yes, I think that legally if they if like any government official anybody who wants to know why am i here in the united states ask me i would probably say that i am an american citizen yeah fair are you a dual citizen does el salvador allow that yes yeah el salvador actually allows that so that's pretty neat i know that other countries don't so that's something that we we is, is pretty cool the u.s government does not require any naturalized uh, citizens to relinquish their citizenship of their country of origin but this is like the, the loophole, right? The the oath of allegiance actually speaks of renouncing allegiance and fidelity to other nations. Oh. Right? So basically the US sees me as a US citizen now. And they don't see me as a Salvadoran citizen. So that's the case for the United States. Right. Uh while El Salvador sees sees me as a dual citizen. They know, acknowledge that I'm Salvadorian. And actually, for the first time uh, that after I became a citizen, I'm going to be travel, traveling to El Salvador. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is, right? My wife, on the other hand, she always gets uh, charged for the visa in El Salvador, right? So uh, I'm hoping, hopefully I don't get charged now that I'm an American. Yeah. <laughs> will you bring both passports with you? I think I will, uh, just in case. But um, you... According to the laws of the United States and everything, you should only be traveling with your United States passport now that you're an American citizen. Although it comes with like prejudices, I guess, or, or you know, because a lot of people don't like uh, Americans in, in their country. Like, right. so, you know, so that's another thing. Like if I travel to a place where they don't really like Americans, but I have an American passport, should I say I'm Salvadorian just mm. to, to, you know, get off the hook or? Yeah, no, I've de- <laughs> yeah, I felt so that. Like. I guess, especially with going back to El Salvador for the first time with an American passport, how are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about the way you'll be received? Yeah, I, I, I think that the government, I, I mean, I'm not really worried about what the, what the El Salvadorian government thinks of me, you know? Sure. Uh, but yeah, like, it's kind of have like a, like, the, like two, again, we're talking about two personalities, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of having like these two, two things that you can go uh, from one to the other one, right? But at the end of the day, I think that if you want to be true to yourself, you probably just have to be have to be in the citizenship of the place you are, right? So if I am in El Salvador, I would probably have to present my Salvadorian documents to any authority. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in the USA, I have to present my American um, documents to the, that authority, right? right. It, outside of the uh, government, I think family and friends, n- nobody really cares. I think that they, since they've grown up with you and and they've been there with you, they know you're Salvadorian no matter what. And I feel like um, I feel like is this is just met with different reactions, right? Mostly is happiness and like okay. I think there's some people to bother you. Uh, they will probably react a little bit more like ah, oh, you are betraying El Salvador, you know, mm-hmm. like you're 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 a uh, I don't know if I can say that, but you're you're a gringo now. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> but. But uh, this is just uh, just for fun. I don't think it's anything to to be harmful or disrespectful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go back a little bit to when you were talking about 
the the day of the oath and like bringing your your daughters with you yeah. how old were they at the time did they realize what was happening yeah i i think that somehow yes but but not quite right so uh my my daughter was almost three years old and my other daughter was almost one right so so not quite one so i think my my youngest daughter uh her name is florence she didn't have any idea what was going on she was just like a baby yeah right? uh but but eventually my oldest she had some sort of idea of like we're doing something but i don't think she understands what citizenship is or what you know what's going on but she does understand that there is this place called el salvador where poppy is from and where her grandma is from and where her other family is from uh yeah and then she's going to el salvador uh she she understands that you know it's a different place and then you know that there's different things in there right 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 yeah. Um, so what are like, what is the citizenship of the rest of your family? Like, can were you able to pass on Salvadorian citizenship to your daughters and wife? Yes. Yes. So so my wife is an American citizen. She has never been a Salvadorian citizen. Um, she has wanted to be a Salvadorian citizen. We used to live there for a while, m- more than two years before we got married. Um, however, it's the same as the United States. You have to live there to be a Salvadorian citizen, right? And also, I, again, I don't know what the benefits of becoming a Salvadorian citizen would be uh, besides if you live there, right? right? So maybe my wife will become a Salvadorian citizen if we retire in El Salvador. Okay. That, that could be something that, that she could be looking forward to. My daughters are American citizens by birth. Right. But in El Salvador, they have a law that you can be your kid, your children can become Salvadoran citizens by descent. So even if they're not born in the in El Salvador, uh, I can pass on that to them. So I again, because I'm, I'm I like being Salvadoran and I want them to experience uh, also dual citizenship and I want them to experience what it's to be or to be like in both worlds, right? right. So I, I went to the Salvadoran consulate and I got their paperwork. And now as of, as of today, they both have their Salvadoran birth certificate as well. Oh, that's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So thank you. So that means that they're in their Salvadoran citizen uh, or Salvadoran uh, um, birth certificate. It says that they were born in the U.S. But it says also that it was from a Salvadoran parent and uh, an American mother. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Yep. That's nice. I mean, I I do think that citizenship, uh, like we were talking about, like has like personalities to it, has like a yes. sense of pride to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so it must feel really nice to know that your daughters are, are like taking that piece of your past with them. Yes. Yeah. And and I feel like it's it's an opportunity for them to live in El Salvador if they wanted to experience the culture. One of our plans with uh, my wife, I don't know if we're going to make it or not, but we want to send our, our daughters to study in El Salvador for a year if possible so they can, you know, be in a, probably they're going to be in a bilingual school over there just not to lose the American system, you know, right. because they're, they're going to live here anyways. But, um, you know, to practice their Spanish, to become friends with people over there. And then that creates a bond that creates a, a connection with wh- where you are from, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember when I was young and uh, having um, classmates from the United States that their parents were Salvadorian and we we're friends and we're still friends now. And we always share that moment where they studied you know, one, two, three years in El Salvador. They went back to the U.S. and we still we're still in touch, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, now that I live here, it's even better, yeah. but uh, I, I, it's, it's just so something that I, I don't want them to miss out on. Absolutely. Yeah, there are so many ways to like, share and, and perpetuate 
a sense of culture, citizenship is just like one small yes. part of it. After this year of, re of reflecting on citizenship and dual citizenship and your family and security and all of that, what would you say citizenship means to you? Oof, that's a big question. Uh, I would say like in, in like the least amount of words I can say, I think citizenship means to me um, uh, the, the place where you want to call home and, and the sense of belonging that comes with it. Yeah. Um, like I was saying before, I've lived uh, half of my life in El Salvador and that is my home, right? That, that will never disappear from, from my brain, from my heart, right? But now I live in the U.S. with, you know, with the woman I love, with, with my children, that they call this place home as well. And, and now my new life is here with them. And so this is my home too. Right. And, and even even with a green with a green card, having a green card, right, you know, little by little, you start to feel and call this place home. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like citizen, citizenship just makes that official, like just makes that step saying, OK, I, I am now um, sure that this is where I want to live and, and have a life in. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there was a point where I got my 10 year green card, like my, my no restrictions green card. And then. You know, I could have stayed like that for 10 years and re just renew it and renew it. But I just thought like I, I wanted to like this is, you know, I, I, to show that um, this is the place where I wanted to to stay. You know, yeah. um, I think that at the end of the day, some people that are here um, undocumented, for example, have more love for this country that that some people that even you know they even were born here right so that says a lot about citizenship and how it should be and how the systems need to change in order to give people who really love this country who who really call this country a home and and bring a lot to the table for for the united states a chance to feel relieved like i did and to to stay here and be feel safe in the country that actually they just call home now What a beautiful message to end on. All of us here at Kama DC want to extend a huge thank you to Gerardo for sharing his story with us. And thank you as well for listening. If you want to learn more about Gerardo's company, we've linked to some information about District Spanish in our show description. You just click there for that. And if you're itching for more content from Kama DC, we've got that on our website. That's kamadc.org or our Instagram. K-A-M-A dot D-C. Aside from that, our season is not over. We'll be back with another episode for you next week. So stay tuned. And thanks again for listening.